Hey guys, so today's episode is covering off Murdo and myself's experience in dieting and weight loss over the last 12 weeks. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges we've had and some of the success we've had. And hopefully this episode is just useful if you are thinking of or going through your own little bit of a weight loss phase or if you've been through one, you'll probably get a bit of a feel for things that you've had and experienced before as well. So it can be good to kind of rationalize those too. So we're going to cover off on a few things. I think it's probably good to give you a little bit of context um, to start with. Um, So Murdo and I at the start of the year um, knew that we were going to be doing some filming for our sort of like exercise library for our online clients um, primarily um, and some of our clients that maybe do sessions on their own outside of our small group in a one-to-one. So we wanted to film a bit more of an exercise library and we thought we should maybe get in reasonably good nick for doing that too. And probably quite honestly, like most people over Christmas, it's pretty normal to gain a little bit. We've both seen our weights um, creep up a little bit over that time. So thought it might be nice to get a little bit leaner ahead of summer as well, because there's always different parts to this. So I think that what makes a lot of sense is to start off with um, just kind of murder chatting through some of the reasons he wanted to um, go through a little bit of a weight loss phase. Um, I think it's always really useful to actually have a bit of an idea of your motivations and the things that are actually driving you to do that. Um, And then I'll talk a little bit about mine and then we will kind of go on from there about our actual experiences, how we structured it and some of the challenges we have. So over to you, Mr. Colston, kind of just give us a wee bit of a rough idea of obviously had the exercise library in mind. We knew we were going to get lots of photos taken. Obviously, as a 9 out of 10, you maybe just wanted to make yourself a 10 out of 10. Yeah, we'd find an extra wee. Yeah, so we needed that extra boost. (laughs) And since you can't hold a tan and that wasn't an option, um, this seemed like the next logical logical option. So um, walk us through a little bit about some of the motivation you had for getting a bit leaner and just kind of your thought process around that. I think as you brought up, the kind of exercise library was a kind of first kind of step in that direction, but also just to be a bit more relatable with our clients, let's be honest, where neither of us have really gone through that much of a, a kind of specific fat loss phase before. We've just been quite naturally kind of active in our job which we're very fortunate well <laughs> I roll uh, quite naturally active in our job but we're lucky we get steps in on our feet day to day and also training is a wee bit more convenient for us because obviously we work in the gym so it's not as a stress to commute to the gym and train so we've been very lucky with that but from a diet perspective both of us we're not completely you know crazy with our diets for the best part like we're not having takeaways every day but it's nice to always kind of walk the walk talk the talk in that sense where we're going to be going through that kind of set um you know as you said kind of 12 week phase where we are looking at losing a bit of fat i think within that both of us has kind of naturally gravitated towards i mean i know you had your that kind of organized kind of prior to this as well but with myself looking at having the edinburgh half marathon's nice week challenge too it's always something that i go on about a lot in our kind of client check-ins as well is kind of tying up your nutrition and training kind of blocks almost to periodize them together um, to help with your fat loss phase and help kind of motivate and help kind of push you on the days where it's going to be a bit shitter because it's always going to be like that there will be spells we've just had a chat before coming on to the podcast or before recording the podcast here about how the kind of struggles and how we're both feeling a bit flat some weeks and yeah it's just a challenge so it'd be nice to have a podcast to go through all these kind of not frequently asked questions but frequent struggles and just relate a bit um, with that if that answered your question about how we're kind of you know what we're looking at fat loss phase and why we kind of got stuck into it i feel yeah. that's the kind of the main things that we wanted to push into was just trying to relate and trying to kind of feel out what we're putting our own clients through as well to to the point 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, oh, what I will say is, um, probably for a bit of context, I've been through quite a significant fat loss phase before because yeah. I've lost sort of over 20 kilos. I know Murdo in passing said that uh, we, we hadn't been, but I have. And yeah, fair. We, we've been through sort of like phases. But as Murdo says, for, for both of us, like we've always been quite active. And yes, I've certainly gone through points when I was doing my degree and running the business at the same time. And, you know, coaching clients kept me very busy on top of it. Doing what was basically a full-time degree meant that <clears throat> training maybe slipped a little for me but we both always trained whether that's always been as intense or whatever it's like most people it's going to undulate a little bit um but yeah i think this is a big thing and kind of one of the things i wanted to touch on and we just touched on it a little bit there for him doing the running because obviously let's be completely blunt here if you're a little bit lighter it generally makes insurance sports a little bit easier so like being a few kilos lighter when you're running you really feel the difference the same for me with the attack so i came into the kind of start of the year um it's the lightest i've been in quite a few years around christmas time as well because i'd handled my nutrition a bit better um it also helped that i got sick as well i got came back from a holiday COVID and, diet. <laughs> yeah well i mean it wasn't this was pre-covid as well yeah. like yeah i came back from italy and i had a bit of um an upset stomach as well which meant that i couldn't eat christmas dinner which is really sad and really miserable but that probably helped a little bit but in general because i'd managed that a little bit better i came in a bit lighter but i had this um i'd known that i'd booked the attack about five six months in advance so it was sort of planned for late april um and attacks like in a cycling event so it's 105 106k um cycle so i knew that obviously being a bit lighter for a very hilly route would make my life easier both in training and also just um for the actual event itself so that was like one of my kind of motivations as well and I think as well, I think it's good to chat about this a little bit about like the motivations we actually, um, or the reasons we start getting into weight loss phase are a good thing to discuss. Yeah. Like it's absolutely valid to have, like that was part of it was a performance goal. Part of it is, you know, we want to walk the walk as personal trainers too. Like we're normal people that go through different phases. Like at certain points in time, we are more or less focused on maybe um, certain goals. So you might go through a time where you're focused on build, building strength or building muscle, or maybe you want to be a bit leaner ahead of summer or you've got holiday coming up. Yeah. I think it's really um, important to remember that like that's all normal. And what we don't want is we don't want to fluctuate from extremes. So i.e. Murdo says to me, I've got a holiday like, you know, in Marbella in three weeks time. And, and then he goes, I'm going to go for no carbs before Marbs would be a bad strategy, for example, where you just are like very reactive, very short, very intense dieting that, that causes you a lot of stress. Yeah. It's maybe not your best option, right? But you are going to go through phases where, like I say, maybe post Christmas, the weather's really crap. Your activity levels might have dropped down a little bit you've probably been even if you do train consistently you'll probably find that sort of 10 day spell over christmas is a little bit more disrupted and that food intake is higher course, all these yeah. things are normal so come january february a lot of people do want to go through a little bit of a fat loss phase and, and we were really no different from that i mean that's that was part and parcel of it um but it was also not the sole motivation as well so um i think it's just good to chat a little bit about that as well as to say you know like for me part of it was the attap and um, part of it was an aesthetic goal as well that i like when i look a little bit leaner as well um you know it's okay to say that it's okay to have these aesthetic yeah. goals as well um as long as it's not the be all and end all and you're not getting so hung up on it it's making you miserable or you're saying to yourself i'll be happy when i get from a to b because it simply does not work that way um yes i feel a little bit better for being a bit leaner etc and that impacts your confidence a little bit sometimes you feel a little bit more confident through those like a little bit of fat loss 
but it shouldn't be the be all and end all. But I think it's good to chat about as well because sometimes we have clients come to us and sometimes people are very open and, and quite often people will come purely for aesthetics, right? Is they they want to lose weight, but what really losing weight means is you want to look and feel better yeah, a lot of the sure. time. And a big part of that, let's be honest, is the look part as well because yeah, you totally. know if, you, if you've gained a little bit of weight or whatever and you want to get back to where you were, sometimes it's not your confidence. So I think that's part of it. But then sometimes otherwise people come to us and they almost feel like they can't say that, right? You've probably seen this a few times where people almost kind of flirt around it a little bit that actually part of the reason they're coming to train is to, to the chase and be like you know <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah i want to like look better or i want to you know if i've and when it's the summertime or whatever and you're wearing like less like not wearing 50 layers or whatever to keep yourself warm so i think it's good to chat about that a little bit yeah i was just going to circle back to what you were saying there about when you were mentioning about getting leaner and is obviously like aesthetic based what did you like wait why just kind of chat just chat like the listeners through what you started that and kind of where you're at now and kind of how you kind of staggered that because as you said with the kind of um three weeks no cards for marbs example i think a lot of people have that kind of oh shit moment to be like oh i'm going away on holiday and they haven't really planned it so they just put, put you know hit that panic button and were like right i've got to pick a weight i want to get to and i've got to do it in three weeks but kind of chat through where you're at now and where you started and kind of how you built into that essentially into your fat loss yeah i think this is probably a big thing this is something that i i, I would say that i've certainly got wrong in the past is having a very high expectations in very short time frame. And this is something I've definitely struggled with before when I've dieted and when I dieted quite successfully, when I when I sort of wanted to drop down and I dropped about 20 kilos over a period of time, um, which is like the, the main significant weight loss I'd ever done in my life. I think one of the things that that really taught me and this process has taught me as well is you just need to give yourself time. Like if you want to get in better shape ahead of the summer, you can make a difference in a month or two months. However, the longer you give this to yourself, the much better, like you're gonna be far better off. So for me, like we kind of chatted about it a little bit. We said, right, okay, let's let's set ourselves a little goal. Cause I mean, we, we sort of original plan was to chat about this a bit more on social media than we've ended up yeah. doing because th- things have come up for, for both of us in, in parts, but um, we've not maybe chatted about it as much as possible, but we wanted to kind of almost be like, look, this is our experience. And I guess this is what the podcast is about of like, this is totally. what it's like dieting. Yeah. Like this is this is the experience we have. And so that was, that was part of and we said 12 weeks would be a good time frame to do that because what I would say for myself and for murder we keep in reasonable neck year round it's not like we have massive massive like weight losses where we're looking to be dieting for potentially let's say a year or something like that but I wanted to set 12 weeks um, and then kind of just see where I'd get to and my expectation was that I was sitting around um, my weight was probably about 79 and a half when I started and um I dropped to the lowest I've dropped probably was around about probably 71 and a half kilo mark. Um, and I've been averaging probably about 73. So my average weights were basically 78.4 down to 73. So for all That's intents good. and purposes, I was basically, uh, sorry, 72.5 so I basically have lost six kilos on average weight right so that that's kind of what we looked at and that, when you take that back and break it up that basically means that I've lost half a kilo a week yeah, over a 12 week period really question. like as you say like people sometimes I mean obviously that's with the help of us being coaches but then when people try and do these things themselves they don't have that kind of it doesn't need to be mathematically you have to sit with your black you know, your chalkboard and kind of scribble out this massive plan but it should be time framed and you should be able to work it into what you're going to go on and say there sorry if you know you're looking at losing half a pound a week or you know what's realistic at mm. that point depending your your goal um 
time limit almost. Yeah, and, and a big part of this is going to come down to intensity, right, as well. So this is the thing. We both set ourselves 12 weeks um, and over that time, I also knew that I had a lot on. So I had a fair, fair amount on socially. Um, on the weekends, I wanted to be able to relax and spend time with my girlfriend and, and not be super, super food focused or tracking all the time. And you'd like football, so I didn't you'd be like football and all this kind of stuff. On yeah, as well, exactly. So. so we've had, I've been to a couple of rugby matches. Um, you know, I've had football on as well, um, been a bit home and away with that. Um, so like I've been traveling quite a lot. Um, my girlfriend lives a bit um, farther away. So I've had a lot of travel generally. So it's meant that my weekends have consisted of a lot of like driving around and not being in Edinburgh. So I've not been completely settled into my own routine. So I kind of knew that going in. So I said to myself, well, let's, let's give myself 12 weeks and let's see where I can get down. And to be fair, my, my expectation was I want to drop at least five kilos. So as I guess initially, like I gave myself a bit of a buffer in that sense. As it happened, and this is probably a good thing to chat about, is that I got COVID in uh, week one of my diet. Um, so for that week, I basically didn't really diet. I kind of did a couple of days. And then the other five, I just had kind of lost motivation, just sitting around all day being yeah, stuck inside. <laughs> You know, I was feeling pretty fatigued. Like my, my symptoms were really mild. It was a mild cold, but I was very fatigued. That was my main symptom. So I was really tired. And like, like one of the days, like I like lay in bed to like ten in the morning, which for me is outrageous. Because I mean, I get up at five a.m. every day, so this is like the middle of the night for me. Like I was just really tired, so I wasn't super focused. But this is a good example of why you need to leave yourself space, right? Because if you have, life happens, like, yeah. yeah, life happens. Like if you have a week where you're not feeling fantastic, or you have a really high stress couple of work weeks, doesn't mean that you have to like jack it all in and go and eat as much as you possibly can and and not quote unquote ruin your diet. But you don't have to suddenly take five step backwards. But if you plan it out and you accept that a few weeks, a two, three weeks of that, you might only make a very small amount of progress. If not, just stay exactly the same. Maintenance is still a massive when it's you know such a. Yeah, yeah, as you're going to go and say, like, even just maintaining those kind of shitter weeks, like, is so important to have. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you were, you did the North Coast 500 during yours as well, which obviously, like, you know, even if you're sensible, and this is it, we're probably, like, we talked about this, is we both try to be generally sensible when we've had our weekends. However, like, you are going to go out for meals, and sometimes those meals are going to, like, lead to you having a few drinks and blah, 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 and before you know it, you've eaten a lot more than you maybe wanted to. And accepting that and giving yourself a time frame that allows you to still achieve the goal is quite important. Because, yeah, sure. like for you on the North Coast Five Hundred, is a perfect example. Like, how much control have you do, did you have of your food environment? Like, like minimal, but I think at the same time, like you have got still things you can control within that. Where we just had like a lot of our, well, actually, sorry, all of our places were Airbnb, so we kind of had our own breakfast things that we could, you know, organize and have planned beforehand, and then lunches where. 70% our own wee pack ones we just made because we knew we'd be kind of out on walks or on the road in the car so that is one of these things where people quite commonly like yo-yo out be like oh I've got a hen weekend or I've got something away for this week I'm just going to go completely a fuck it and be like no I'm not going to worry about it which is fine those weeks can happen but I think you have to have that realistic chat with yourself where if you're coming in with a fat loss goal you have to be aware that you sometimes have to optimise those weeks or not completely like kind of undo your progress obviously there's times where you can maintain that's brilliant or if you go up a wee bit that's fine just make sure you're kind of aware of these things and plan around them essentially as you were saying it's just you need to have control within that and yeah knowing where you can get wins from not about being perfect and that's why i was mentioning about you know how much control do you have as food environment it's like it's not perfect right you're on the north coast 500 you have to buy food as you go along yeah there is an element of that some of the places you go they're not going to have a tesco's or a supermarket and you might be just buying food from like a garage or just going out for lunch at a local coffee shop and things like that so you don't have like the quote-unquote perfect like murder couldn't live out of like 
microwave meal like tupperware situation like that and you couldn't just plan out every meal ahead of time because that probably isn't practical to do we were on that week holiday to obviously just like having some time to enjoy and just go out and enjoy meals obviously which is why you go on holiday but i think again people have that kind of not like thought to go away just everything goes tits up and they're like well i can't i can't can't possibly control anything yeah like i I have to wash my hands of it and i think that's a really important thing is like dieting is in nature quite hard because a lot of it is about taking responsibility and holding yourself accountable to it and yes obviously having a coach who can then like like we will help our clients with the structure and accountability like yes that's a big help for a lot of people and it gives a voice somewhere to like bounce back off and blah 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 yeah. but you do have to take responsibility for it you can't always be like oh well so and so like I'm doing this I'm doing that and, and just say that like almost like they have no autonomy that you have no control over it because that isn't true now there's times where for example let's say you have a wedding you know it's coming up and if you've been dieting for four weeks and you say I'm just going to take this weekend I'm not going to track I'm just going to relax that's fine 100%, 100%. right but what you need to trade off is if you're the same person that wants to go out for a meal so let's say your Saturday looks like you getting up a little bit later than normal like maybe just have a pretty chill morning then you're going out for lunch with your friends and you're going out for dinner and drinks later like that's totally fine but if it's like okay well thursday night you were out for a meal saturday you kind of went out for lunch and dinner and then sunday you're going out for brunch and then you're having drinks with the girls and before you know it like and then you're like oh well sunday we're going to sit and watch a film and you're going to get a takeaway it's like well okay you could probably still do all that in a week and still have fat loss but you need to make some choices yeah like that takeaway you have like do you need to have a takeaway could you swap it for something or if you are going to get a takeaway you're going to have to make some choices around that with the drinks you have over the weekend you might not be able to neck a bottle of wine and you might have to move to like gin and slimline tonic or something like that and make some smarter choices there for sure like there's going to have to be little changes there and if you try and wash your hands of it, like that that approach can be okay. And I think it's important sometimes it's fine to relax. Like there are certain events where we'll say to our clients, like, look, just chill out, enjoy it, don't think to overthink it. 100%. But then it really depends on the client as well, because if you're the type of person that's going out for one meal a week, that's probably gonna have minimal impact on your overall fat loss for that week. But if you're the same person who's having three or four meals out, that's when you have to say, well, I'm choosing to like go out and I'm gonna be social and I don't wanna miss out on that stuff. And we're not asking you to, however you're gonna to have to make just some small changes here and there to manage that like it probably isn't okay that you have a bottle of wine a starter a main dessert a whole bunch of drinks afterwards and then a grab a takeaway on the way back after a night yeah. out like that would that would be too much in a given day to, to balance out elsewhere but you can yeah. make some changes i think that's what we're trying to like just relate to as well as like me and cameron obviously human too and if we have kind of set ourselves up where we know that our Monday Fridays are normally quite kind of regimented where we have our small group I know we're kind of doing week on week off which is another story but when we've got our sessions our days are quite kind of planned and focused so we have like maybe some meals organised to just because otherwise we won't eat within that <laughs> yeah. but also we know at the weekends like Ellie's brilliant for whenever I go down or whenever she comes up like we are still quite kind of just like aware of what's going on like we don't say for example when we get takeaways normally we just kind of share things between it so we don't need to get the entire Chinese takeaway menu we'll have a few things <laughs> order, and, you know, order one of everything please but yeah like that's, that's I think that's the point we're just kind of trying to emphasize yeah. with is like so long as you are kind of honest with yourself and aware of what your kind of weeks and months look like you can still enjoy everything that's something that I've actually really enjoyed about this quote-unquote kind of diet phases where I've not really it sounds very big-headed but I've not really felt like it's been that much of a diet where I'm not like you know (laughs) scraping out my last grain of rice from a Tupperware tub because I've you know over-restricted like I've just I've been very relaxed with it and very chilled 
that can come back to us being quite active in their job, which is a very yeah, big it gives us some. For us. It does give us some leeway um, for sure, which is yeah something that we can kind of <laughs> openly admit. But we still can't be dickheads with our nutrition. Like you still have to kind of look at things and optimize where we can. So yeah, I think just being very kind of relaxed is maybe not the best word for it, but yeah, knowing where you can get your wins from and knowing that you know you're much better being sixty percent adherent over your entire twelve weeks and a hundred percent adherent for the first couple of weeks and then, and just then going to it where it's meant to be a long term process like your weightlifting would be. You wouldn't expect to go into the gym within the first couple of weeks of never training before, picking up the biggest dumbbell and pressing overhead. That's just not going to happen. It's quite a nice kind of like analogy to relate to where if you look at your training progress, I would put that within the same kind of box. Um, yeah, you've got, you, you got to be progress. consistent not perfect and I think that kind of what Murdo touched on as well there is like when we're talking about being relaxed that's not like as I say us just being like washing our hands every time we go out for a meal being like oh we'll have whatever we want all the time it's about us saying like for example I went out for um, to Pomo the um Italian um, just off of Haymarket because I've always fancied that it always looks nice in summer when people are sitting outside and like you know I had a starter um, that I shared with my girlfriend and then I had a main and then like I had a dessert and that's fine whereas like there's a time where I might have had like a starter main dessert all to myself and it's like uh, I remember going out to like um, I think it was like the Rickerton or something after a walk um, out that way one day and like same thing I was just like well I'm not going to have a starter I'm just going to have a main and share a dessert and it's amazing how much like if you just do things like that it's amazing how much of a difference that makes because all of a sudden like if the starter is like four or five hundred calories like you're saving that plus you're having half a dessert now that's not to say i'll never have a starter or whatever but it's just an example of like well yeah you can go out for a meal but like do you need to have three courses and a big glass of wine or could you have one gin or two gins and like a tonic or whatever and actually like you still get to enjoy that meal you still get to socialize but the upside is on monday morning you don't think oh fuck like i've completely like overdone this um, and I think that's part of it as well. And I think that is is good to cover off on that because like it is important to emphasize that message. Like so, um, for a bit of context, obviously, like I lost about six kilos. You lost about what four uh, and a half. I'll kilos? be a bit more of that. I think we're near enough six or seven at okay. the moment. Where I started about eighty three, and last week I had about like seventy seven roughly. So yeah, about yeah, murder scales are broken last last minute. So <laughs> it's a good so sign of so diet phase, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> so so he's doing well. Like us always telling our clients, you broken know, be, be consistent with your like progress markers. Blah blah blah. Murders, murders can't find the batteries for scales <laughs> but the, the point is, is like murder and I let's say we both like lost around about six kilos so we've lost half a kilo a week which has made pretty significant in, in, in sort of difference and I think this is something I want to touch on as well now is let's talking about like you know like rates of progress here like we we've lost sort of half a kilo a week and I would say on I mean, average, yeah. like on average and obviously some weeks I've, I've had there have been weeks where like I dropped like a kilo in a bit and some weeks you go up a kilo in a yeah, bit and, like uh, yeah and some weeks where I've like like gained like 0.3 so what I've done is I've managed to generally be quite consistent but some weeks have been better than others but I think this is important like I've definitely noticed weeks where I can see a difference week to week yeah however I would say the majority of weeks I haven't I think that's probably fair. I would say that most weeks I, I like I've noticed either minimal or very small changes. Yet Do now, you mean visually, sorry. Yeah, I mean visually, sorry. I should say that. Like, I don't mean on the scales because obviously that's like a little bit more quantitative. But when I'm talking about actually the way I look in the mirror or um, in progress photos, although what I will say is quite interestingly when I look at my progress photos I notice a more consistent difference than when I look in the mirror and this is something that I would stress to you as well is like if you're using scales using measurements using progress photos which is what we'll typically encourage clients to do is 
that your progress photos are a bit more objective than you looking in the mirror. Yeah. But certainly, like looking in the mirror, like I could not say that I noticed a difference every week. I would say there's probably four or five weeks where I've said, hmm, there's a wee bit of a difference now. And then I've had one or two weeks where I've been like, crikey, what, like there is yeah. quite a big difference. And I think this is something I wanted to touch on because it's always a thing of when we sometimes get clients for a start, it's like you'll almost see the, the waist measurements going down. You'll see the scales going down. People are like, oh yeah, I don't see much of a difference. Like I only see yeah. like, maybe not that much. And then when we compare like weeks one to four, both in terms of weight scales um, or, or scale measurements and, and also like actual measurements of like waist circumference on top of your progress photos, all of a sudden you see like in four weeks they've changed quite significantly. But I think this is very important is it's really easy to derail your own progress or get pissy about the fact that you had one good week and you feel like you deserve to see quite big changes. And you really have to like almost put your ego in a little bit of a box and just to be like oh, yeah. do you know what yeah. actually like the changes you see week to week even when you are spot on with your diet are really minor but when you string seven eight nine of those weeks together where you do progress plus three or four where you maybe stay mostly the same or make a very small amount of change all of a sudden when you look at the 12 weeks you're like holy shit like i've changed so much yeah. like my, I've, I've gone down from i have five seconds on my belt i've gone down four of those and I'm now below that. I need to get, I meant to get this down the other day. I was talking to Murdo about this. But anyway, so I've got a belt that's just like an absolute chocolate teacup now. It does nothing. Um, but the, the point is, is that like that didn't happen overnight. I can still remember at the start of the dying being like diet and having four to go down. And then one week I was like kind of in the middle of one. I was like, oh, the other one's a bit tight. So you sit in the top setting and then you come down. And before you know it, 12 weeks on, I'm like, actually, like I, I could do with a new belt now more yeah. than I could do with anything else. So I think it's really important to remember that the changes you see week to week are really small, but they add up as well. Would you say that's been like your biggest, like, not so learning curve is a bit of a cliche thing to say, but do you think it's been the biggest thing you've kind of like thought about during this kind of fat loss phase or it's been something you kind of been aware of talking to clients about, but until we kind of like fuel that ourselves, you've got to be like, right, just yeah i think sense. i think I've, I've spoken about this to you before i think really over this time it's really made me appreciate that and like i think we've been communicating that to clients a little bit even more maybe more of an emphasis and this this happens as a coach like obviously what we want to be objective as coaches we do, like my experience of dieting is not yours and yeah. there's something i should always say is like everybody's different you might not feel exactly the same way about everything we say it's very likely to be commonalities um but i would say that's probably one of the big things is like speaking to clients is like look like you need to do the work week on week on week and then when you look across two or three weeks then you'll start to be like oh like shit i can see that change but that is also where you have to take responsibility for are you measuring progress effectively because yeah. that's a big problem right is like it's all well and good me being like oh you see those changes in two or three weeks but if you're not doing progress photos you're not consistently using like weigh-ins and average weight and you're not doing your measurements well how the hell do you know yeah. There's nothing worse than like, not worse, but there's nothing worse than when you speak to someone and like, oh, well, I just don't feel like I'm making great progress with this or whatever. Like, let's say we've got someone who's coming to us. They're just a way to start with us. And they're like, oh, I've been trying to diet. It's not been very successful. I'm like, how have you been like sort of measuring that? Like, and they're like, well, just based on the way I look. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, do you have progress photos? No. Do you have scale weight? Yeah. Oh, I scale weigh myself once every two weeks. Like it's so inconsistent. I'm like, you'd have to be a rocket scientist to figure out whether you're making progress or not, unless you're like doing that for five months and you made these huge changes. So I think that's probably something I would. Yeah. So what about for you in terms of like the changes that you spotted and how you've marked your progress? What have been the main markers of progress for you? I would say that as you're bringing up there, like weigh-ins and having you know progress photos as well, it's something that's super important to do. I was weighing myself 
when my skills are working out a battery for them <laughs> I train myself pretty much daily if not every other day just to again use that as markers where I would know what weeks I was in a deficit and what weeks where I'd been a bit more relaxed actually you know what I was in maintenance and it was fine and I'm not saying that the scale weight is the be all and end all of a diet phase obviously you can lose body fat and the scale weight will change as we kind of chatted about in previous episodes and earlier before but I think it's something just good to kind of keep yourself accountable where for me personally I almost quite enjoyed having that kind of like mental marker each morning where I woke up and I was like right I'm going to jump on the scale super quick pop into my fitness pal takes 30 seconds in my morning and that kind of put me in the mindset for the rest of the day to be like all right cool I'm not like worrying about everything I'm eating but that was a nice kind of just waking up getting to my routine and knowing that was part of my day to follow progress photos I try and do kind of every other week if I could just to again see that marker and kind of have that progression of like week one to week 12 again same to weight training where you don't really sometimes appreciate how well you've been doing until you can see the blanket like kind of week one to week 12 comparison where you're like oh shit actually like pat myself on the back like I've been doing you know everything super well and I can see that physical progress which is really nice so I would say that would be the two like main things that I've kind of kept myself on with and um, for looking at markers of success also as well my fitness pal is I think again something we've chatted about before and have a lot of clients go on to is it just stops you sometimes not like you know going completely crazy over your calorie amount but it's you know certain days where I was feeling super hungry and I was you know just had like two or three hundred calories to play with there might be days where I'm like right just have a couple of skip yogurts or something it sounds boring to say that but it just kind of kept me in track personally it might not work for some people it worked for me where I but you know before without my fitness pal I would just I've eaten whatever I could find in the mm-hmm. fridge or have like just make up a huge snack, which again, some days I might need, some weekends you might need, but for the majority of it, it was just me getting a bit more disciplined to be like, actually, Murdo, you know what? Like, you know, fine, well, a skew yogurt would be, you know, help you just kind of bar that hunger gap. Yeah. Don't want to go to bed like <laughs> crying Stop, with hunger. Yeah, exactly. But like, you sometimes, you know, you can just kind of keep yourself disciplined in that sense. I feel like that's quite a good thing that I've, again, like found been really useful within this diet block is just that discipline and that you know the more you build these habits up of just starting with your kind of well myself I like I like to start with my wanting weigh-in and therefore I kind of you know yeah it can can almost keep your your head in the right place is like being consistent I mean a big part of all dieting is going to be like consistency and, and processes if you like like it's always going to boil down to like for example if you're going to do like you're saying about your progress photos doing them every other week like doing your measurements if you're doing them doing your weigh-ins like consistently like a big part of it is just routine and structure yeah, sure. as well and, and that's kind of where a lot of the tracking comes in but it's good to talk about like you can see almost as well like everybody's going to have slightly different markers like I did two sets of measurements like I did a waist circumference at the start and at the end um, but I, I'm not really like it's not something I focus on as much yet I love it for clients because I think for a lot of clients it's super useful but I know for myself like I don't like I, I'm not as bought into that perhaps as yeah. like the progress photos yeah, yeah, that, that, sure. that's the big thing for me like progress photos and, and scale weight as well because I know that like that they're, they're useful for me like scale weight has a few flaws right now because I've been cycling so much so if I go and knock out a four hour cycle guess what the next day I can sometimes yeah. weigh a kilo and a half lighter there were days that you know I dropped as low as 70 kilos now you might be like oh that's a huge drop but the reality was like the next day my, when I wasn't cycling it, my, my weight would come right back up maybe yeah, a kilo and a half and things and I think that's quite important is like you literally um, you you and not literally but you have to contextualize things in terms of what's important for you and then also that's where like with a client i might be like well 
if I was the client, I'd say to them, right, okay, well, your cycling is going to impact your scale weight. Like, you're going to have to really use your yeah. average and not be too excited when it drops down to 70 because, hey, that's, that's not a kilo and a half you've lost in a yeah. day because of fat loss. Yeah, my cycle maybe burned a good few calories because I was out on the bike for four hours. But, but like, yeah. it ain't, it ain't going to be 7,000 calories times four. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like yeah. that. So I think that's good. I so think along with your... Uh carpet scales you're not saying that oh yeah I'm in an old marchment flat <laughs> my, my flooring's as soft as bloody I don't even know what like yeah. polystyrene or something it's terrible so so yeah we're, we're going to split this episode yeah. into two guys so what we're going to do is we're going to finish up there we talked a little bit about um, the sort of like our tracking of progress a little bit about our experience but next up we're going to talk about a lot of the things that we put in place in terms of overall structure in our diet and also some of the struggles and challenges we've had we're going to talk about energy levels hunger and also the impact on mood as well yeah. in our next episode